the Lightning Process podcast. Using the tools of the mind-body connection for health and happiness. And a very warm welcome from me, your host, Dr. Phil Parker. Today's episode is all about chronic pain and tinnitus. If you're unfortunate enough to suffer with one of these conditions, you'll know just how difficult it can be to live with. And I'm sure you'd be really interested to know that the lightning process. Welcome to this podcast, which is all about some research that's just been published on long COVID and the lightning process. Now, many of you have already heard about the lightning process because I've talked about it a bit because I designed it. Uh, but if you haven't heard about the lightning process before, it's, it's a program to help people retrain their brain using the latest technology and the latest research into the mind-body connection. So how our brain affects our body and how we can influence our brain to affect our body in a more positive way. Uh, the research is really interesting because it's the first research on the lightning process and long COVID. Now long COVID is, is, is defined as when people have COVID and then after four weeks, they still have severe unremitting symptoms that stop them from functioning properly. And commonly that's uh, breathlessness, Often you get autonomic disturbances, so uh, heart rate palpitations, sometimes dizzy spells, and very often fatigue and brain fog. But there are a range of symptoms, as is common in COVID itself, and often obviously a loss of sense of smell is another thing that goes with it. The problem is it affects currently, they estimate, about 2 million people in the UK. That's about 3% of the population. And figures vary, um, usually bigger than that. So in the States, it's huge. And that we've seen this before. So in the Spanish flu of 1918, same thing happened after the First World War. Loads of people got uh, some kind of a, a bug, which I called the Spanish flu, the influenza. And loads of people never recovered. In fact, they reckon 50% of people who survived that, the, the pandemic of that age never got back to work. So it's very common. We also saw it with the SARS epidemics, which happened uh, a few decades back. A lot of people never recovered. So it's very familiar kind of post-viral response. And again, the problem is the provision of treatment, there isn't really much treatment apart from peer support, talking about it and, and keeping diaries. And people really struggle to make change. So the lightning process has a, a good track record, a good developing evidence base on helping people with fatigue type issues, as well as other things. So chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, pain, and so forth. So it seemed like a good thing to have a look. Can the lightning process make a difference with long COVID? Anecdotally, we have seen hundreds and hundreds of people uh, who will be very happy to tell you about their stories. But it's really important when you're developing an evidence base to move from the stories to published research. And this is the first public re published research, and this is a case history study. And this is what you do. You build an evidence base by going, okay, well, let's have a look. Can we identify if this is something worth following further? And that's the first step, the case study step. Case studies, to be always very cautious of case studies because to some extent, you know, which case studies have been looked at? Are they representative of the whole group of people? That's not what a case study says. It just says, this is interesting. We see some kind of effect seems to be occurring. We need to explore this further to see if this can be shown to be true of every time you use it or enough that it shows that this is an approach that could be useful. 
So, so from my experience of having seen hundreds of cases, I think it's actually quite good. But what we need to do is we need to subject it to a much clearer scrutiny of getting proper research done. And the first step to getting the research done is to do a case study. So that's what's happened here. And the case studies were just two case studies, which is very useful for a case study report, um, of people who had long COVID referred in by a GP service to the lightning process as part of a study to say, right, can we see if there's an effect? And the way to measure effects here is, is three ways. The first is, let's look at people's symptoms and measure changes in symptoms. Bearing in mind, of course, there's only two cases, so we can't say, oh, this guarantees the lightning process is brilliant. It's just an early stage research project. So we measure symptoms, self-reported symptoms. The second thing we measure is fatigue using the fatigue severity scale, which is a very standard scale measuring fatigue. Um, the only really way, you, effective way you can measure fatigue is self-report scales. H how tired are you feeling? That's how we gener generally understand fatigue and pain is what's it feel like. And the other one we used is the Warwick and Edinburgh Mental Wellbeing Scale. It's called a WEMWEP scale. Uh, to kind of measure how you're feeling, how do you feel you're, you're capable of doing things, what's your mood like? So looking at all the kind of dimensions of health, both physical, how you how are you physically feeling, and also how you're feeling about yourself and your future. So those are the scales used to identify change. And the two cases we had, one was a 60-year-old and one was a 50-year-old, both women, both referred. They'd had um, COVID in March 2020 and Still in July, they're still suffering from a range of symptoms, from palpitations to breathlessness to headaches, and particularly a lack of energy. So they took the lightning process. If you want to find out more about what the lightning process involves, there's loads of other podcasts on it. But fundamentally, there's a, a program of, of an audio program you listen to to understand the concepts of how the brain and body can interact, what the research is about that. Then there's the seminar, which is three half days, which helps people to learn the tools of how they can use their brain to change their body. And then there's follow up. And before the seminar began, so that second phase seminar, we had a, a kind of time point. Okay, what state are you in now? Fill in the forms. Then we did the same two weeks after, and then we did another one one month and another one at three months. I've got my notes here. See me looking at the numbers here. Okay, so there's four time points before, two weeks after, a month after, and three months after to see can this change be sustained? And what what we did we look at the fatigue severity scale first of all so so we've got the data the, the the data here so fatigue the mean scores so it's a nine point scale uh, a nine item scale and the mean scale scores uh, for for case one started at three point eight nine and a drop in fatigue severity scale is good because it means you've got less fatigue it dropped from three point eight nine to one point two two the fourth time point three months later. Case two had higher levels of fatigue, 6.11, and that fell to 2.7. So both really big changes. We don't use the word significant so much here, so we normally do with data because there's only two people to look at, but they both had you know big major changes which were sustained over the period of time. When web scale, where a change in three points is considered meaningful and positive, 
they started off, and, and, and you want it to go up in this case, uh, case one started up at 44 points, so a three-point change would be 47. They actually got to 53, so it's a nine-point change. That's really huge when three is considered to be good. Case two was even bigger. It started off as 36 and went up to 57. So that's a 21-point change. Again, where three-point change would be considered to be quite big. They also all documented there was massive changes in their symptoms as they went through the process, which can maintained at the three-point, the three-month point. So what we've got here is a really good beginning point that says, okay, something's going on here, at least with these two cases. The smart thing next is to do research on, can we find this in a bigger sample? Is this something that is dependable and consistent? And that's the next phase is to find research partners based on the case studies is what normal science is. It's like, let's find an idea, see if it works and let's test it. Let's see if it actually holds water. So I thought you'd find that interesting looking at where we are in the research journey, early stages. And so you can't look at this and go, oh, lightning process fixes long COVID. That's not what the research says. The right, what the research says is this is interesting. We need to look at it further and do more studies to find out if the lightning process is something that is effective. And as we move into those phases, I'll be back to tell you more about how we're getting on, uh, what the results are. Uh, it's so important to do research into this area. There's a lot of confusion, a lot of misinformation. And one of the ways forward is to do good quality research where it's really clear what we're testing. Uh, as I say, at this point, this is not testing the lightning press. It's just saying, is there any evidence at all that this makes a difference? This says, well, at least in these cases, there seems to be something going on. We need to find out, was it the lightning press that made a difference? Was it something else? And that's where we move into more complex and more a large sample researchers. And as I say, I'll keep you updated as we discover more about those. See you on the next one.